If you're a fan of the Sly Guy podcast and you want to get some more bonus features and additional podcasts every week, some other additional titles, you can subscribe to our Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Sly Guy podcast to become a rider Sly or to become a Sly Hard. You could be part of the group, you could be part of the inner circle, you can be part of the Illuminati of Slyness. If you go to patreon.com, get on board. A lot of people love it. And you can also submit ideas for the Sly Dig, which is the new segment of the podcast. Patreon.com slash Slyguy. You're supporting us to support you, to support him, to feed his family, who I actually am the genetic father of. I'm the Sly Guy. Hello and welcome to the People's Podcast, the greatest solo podcast in the country, because Stephen Nolan doesn't do a podcast it's not just a show so we're back with the slag out podcast we're feeling good since the last time we spoke i'm a year older but am i a year wiser who knows i don't know if that works or does this make me look wise who knows but what i do know is i am one what did they say one more rotation around the sun i don't know because i don't listen to anything ever from anybody i just live in a weird world with my own little demented brain and carry on each day as if it's my last yolo so yeah i'm feeling good had a birthday Last week, um, I joked about whenever you get to this age that you just don't celebrate anything anymore. But au contraire, I actually was made a bit of a fuss of on my birthday. Um, my wife presented me with um, a plot for a, a, a funeral and a, a grave plot of where I'm going to have a final resting place, which was pretty sly that it wasn't Jeffrey Epstein's Island, it was just in Roselawn Cemetery. But, I mean, I pretended I was grateful because I know, of course, she will die before me and I could just rip up any stupid, shitty plan she's made for my dead body. But it was a nice start to the day. The first thing you think about upon your birthday is your death. And it made me just sit back, relax and go, I appreciate being here. I appreciate being alive. I want to live every day like it's my last. Because you know what's going to happen one day, guys? We're going to wake up and it'll be our last day on earth. There's a cheery thought. <laughs> Start to pop. You know what? Somebody listening to this podcast statistically in the world will probably die today. That's wick to say it. Somebody will die whilst listening to this podcast. Is this episode going to be like the ring tape? I hope not. That'd be so. What a shit horror film that would be. Just me. Going, someone's going to die today and they're going, ah, Alex, and then you die. Ultimately, with the ultimate mug off but hopefully none of you guys will die I do know and I've said before that I have listeners in Afghanistan now which is, is frightening because obviously the Taliban thing and the fact that they're coming after me gives me the willies but I had a nice birthday I did um, I did a lot of fun things I got up, I hung about with my family for for the morning, had a nice breakfast um, with not my actual fa- I don't even know shit now what even happened to my children where, where, Ben, what did you do my kids on my birthday? You had them, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Where, where did you take them? Snapped them out into the sea for a bit, so he sees one. Oh, no. Did, did they enjoy it? Absolutely loved it. Oh, fucking bitches. Um, I hate that. But they, I don't know, I think they went to, like, their nanny or something. And then I went to breakfast, and my actual parents were there. In fact, that's what happened. The baby was with her nanny, and the other one that's older was at school. And I went for breakfast. I met my mum. I mean, my surprise was my mum and dad were there for breakfast. Which, by the way, my parents live ten minutes from me, and I speak to them every day. So it wasn't the be- It wasn't like Scylla Black had arranged it. You know, it wasn't like imagine surprise. I bet you surprise, surprise. If it were to be come back now, people would be like, "Oh, it's fucking shit." <laughs> oh well, 
you haven't seen your granny in like two years. She's like, yeah, it's a pandemic. She's got Zoom. Who gives a fuck? She's boring. If I want to be surprised, bring in Kelly Brook and like Nicole Scherzinger and let them come out of one of those giant cakes with nothing on them but a help, a real lavish helping of baby oil. That's literally, that would be a great surprise. Other than that, you're like, oh, so it was nice to see them. You know, it's like dead on. Nice to see my parents on my birthday. What was effectively the most scundering thing though? At breakfast, they brought out a cake for me. The people in in the restaurant brought out a cake and sang happy birthday for me. And here's the thing. See, whenever you look like me and are my age and people are bringing out a birthday cake and singing happy birthday to you, people without doubts in their mind think you have some kind of invisible mental illness. You know, I look like the kind of guy who maybe it's not his parents and his wife he's with. Maybe they are care workers and this is a guy who doesn't get out a lot because I was sitting at the table I had balloons on, my, on front of me I'm a, and it's not like I'm, I'm a bit it's not a big but I'm 35 you know what I mean it's not a big birthday it's just a birthday I'm sitting there they're coming out what made it even worse was my actual neighbour from across the street was in having breakfast with a few of her girlfriends and then she was there in the corner and people came out and were singing happy birthday she didn't join in so I was a bit offended by that but also um she saw what was going on and it was really, really embarrassing. And the worst thing about it was, um, I don't know if any of you guys remember this place. I think it was called the Pizza Factory, the Pizza Pie Factory or the Chicago Pizza Pie Factory. Ben, do you remember this? It was like where Stiff Kitten was in Belfast. Back in the day, near the uh, near the what was the Dublin Road Cinema, but there's a place there, Pizza Pie Factory. I'd done again, please tell me I've not made this up because this would be even more mental. But I went there for one of my earlier birthdays and I actually think somebody was shot dead in it and maybe that's why it's shut. But before that happened, um, I had a birthday party there and what they made you do there was stand up on top of one of those like bar stool seats that they have in like bars, of course, and restaurants. And they come out and they give you a bell and they make you fucking stand in a seat in front of everybody you don't know ring a bell like you're some kind of leper or something, and then they bring out a birthday cake. And I remember that being one of the worst moments of my life. Like, it must have been eight or something, standing there on top of this uh, seat going, ah, happy birthday, me! Or ding dong day. And then they come out singing happy birthday to And I just remember sweating. I may have wet myself as well, but that memory I'm not over. So when anyone brings out um, cake or surprise, that just gets me, you know, it just hits me, makes me embarrassed, and I was real scundered, and I was also more embarrassed above all else was the fact that I was being presented with chocolate cake at 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, it's uncouth, it's not the most mannerly thing to do, especially when you're in, in the Gold Coast of Bangor, you know, when you're in Ballyhome, you don't want to be doing that sort of stuff, but that happened to me, I had to pretend I was grateful when really I was dying inside, but that was that was a fun start of day, nice breakfast, nice time, then after breakfast, I just went straight out with the dog, um, I just want to point out, this is, is a new mascot I have, and it's it's a it's a model that I had commissioned of my actual dog, Vinny. Did you know that, Ben? This is an actual bespoke ordered dog of my of my dog, Vinny, which I uh, I got to sit on the podcast. I just also want to point out, I do have an actual real dog, and people, I just hope, don't think I have this toy that I walk around and walk this guy, and this is my dog. It's legit. But um, what was funny about that is I got it ordered to the house, this uh, little dog, and... It came in just a brown box. Um, it's probably jokes to be made there, but it might be offensive, so I won't. But um, the box came to the house, and I, unbeknownst to me, 
my wife Catherine had ordered wheels for the baby's pram because for whatever reason the, the wheels were flat so the new new t- boring story for a podcast but anyway long story short she was thinking that the this were the was the wheels to the baby's pram so she opened it and looked inside and saw that it was in fact a pretty weird statue of our dog Vinny and she her first thought obviously as somebody who's spoiled is that I had bought her this as a gift for her birthday which is in October and she was in a real state of paranoia because she was like but see what the fuck am I going to do with this weird really weird porcelain you know replica of our dog and like is he going to give this to me like this is the main present I'm going to like put it on my mantelpiece or something. And she got really panicked and told one of her friends about it. And then obviously I came home and, and opened it and I was like, yes, fucking just what I needed. Um, But she actually was going to have to put that on the mantelpiece and like hide it anytime I left the room because she thought that, that I bought this as a gift, which by the way would be a tremendous gift um, as a husband to his wife. Like, what, what are you getting for your birthday? Like, what did she get me? Her, the present she got me for my birthday. Do you want to guess what it is, Ben? Have a stab. Shoes, incorrect. However, I do need my feet for what the present is, so you're quite close. She has got me tickets to go and see the Foo Fighters in London. So obviously, I mean, you could ultimately go without your feet. I could get pushed around a wheelchair, but that would be, you know, offensive of me to remove my feet and force Catherine to push me around in a wheelchair because I'm quite a hefty guy. You know, it wouldn't be a fun experience for her. But, yeah, so we're going to, going to London to see the Foo Fighters. And then when we're there, we're just going to hang around with some of my friends. So I'll get to see Aaron McCann for a night. And I'll get to see Daniel Leabody, who nobody knows he is, but he's one of my best mates. <laughs> so I get to see him for a night. And I'll get to see the Foo Fighters. So it's a great present. Um, and in return for her birthday, I genuinely did buy her this dog. But she made such a fucking fuss about it. It's now a mascot on the podcast. And I'll have to just buy her something else, which is so fucking shit. And also sly. Um... But yeah, that was a lot of fun. I got real drunk on my birthday night um, and real hungover the next day. What was also great, at my actual dinner, she also arranged the people in the restaurant to bring me out a cake for my birthday with a candle in it, singing happy birthday. And I was mortified because at a table like 45 degrees away from us was a man who I thought was the actor and comedian, Stephen Magnan, but it wasn't. It was just a wealthy man, and he did look wealthy, and he didn't sing the song because he's too wealthy to, to sing, to sing, and I was just really embarrassed, and I was like, please stop fucking singing a song for this wealthy man, you know, for whatever reason, you know, he was American too, you always, if you see Americans and they're wearing like, you know, proper brands, you go, oh, they've got money, they're going to change, like, they're going to just change my life, but I was really embarrassed, and he didn't sing, and it was really, really sly, and then I had a cheese board and some wine, a great night, and a major hangover the next day. And it was pretty shit. You know, the next day was awful. Back to the, having the kids again. They smelt in my head. They're both a wee bit sick at the minute because they'd be at school. And all the other kids are fucking stinking. And, um, yeah, it was the story of my birthday. So thanks for all the well wishes that everybody sent me. All the messages, all the support, all the shares of the podcast, which was nice too. So I would, again, recommend people listen to the podcast, share it in the stories. It helps. I'm at 199 reviews as well, Ben. So you know what that means? One more review on iTunes, and hey, there's going to be, you know, a little bit of sucky-sucky going on here, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, speaking about this dog, as a as a um, 
mascot. Got another mascot this week. Um, my favorite member of BTS, no less, Jimin. This is, uh, I mean, if anybody wants to send me stuff to, to put as like mascots or decorations of the studio, I'd happily have it. This was sent to me by the actual BTS member, Jimin. And again, it's a bespoke Jimin doll for me to enjoy. So that was fine. There's not really much else to say about that other than the outfit's fantastic and he looks amazing. But I bought the, the doll into the house, of course, and set it on our mantelpiece in the living room um, and my three-year-old daughter was looking at it and she went what's that daddy and I was like oh that's just you know one of Santa's elves keeping an eye on on you which by the way what a very suave elf Santa has by the way again have you ever seen an Asian elf no so we're moving with the times we're very forward thinking it's 2021 with this guy so I was fine she thought that was a wee bit of an elf no no worry then the next day he was still sitting there because obviously I hadn't been in the studio to take him with me. And I said to Holly, oh, do you like do you like this guy? And I pointed at him again and she went, no, I don't. And I went, why not? And she goes, because he's a dickhead. And I was like, oh, no, pissed myself. Had to leave the room, but, you know, in hysteric tears, but also like, why is my three-year-old calling one of my favourite boy band members a dickhead? And then I recalled the previous day I was just watching, no, the previous day I was in the car with her and some guy cut me off and I went, you friggin' dickhead. But I probably said fucking dickhead. I definitely said dickhead whenever my three-year-old was in the car with me. And she didn't res- respond, react, do anything at the time. She just went, nothing, but somehow stored this word in her head. So I'm terrified now. She's going to go to school and she's going to fall out with some other like two-year-old or three-year-old. And the teacher will be like, Oh, what happened there? It's like, I just knocked a sandcastle over. Why'd you do that? Because you dickhead? I don't know. And then that's the awkward moment that I'm terrified about is whenever the teachers are like, um, Mr. Elliot, because that's what they call me now. Even though my real name is David, my stage name is Dave, I'm actually Mr. Elliot, the people, you know, of authority, which preschool teachers, I guess, now have to be perceived as. So she comes up to me and is like, listen, Mr. Elliot, your daughter called Tarquin or whatever the other kids in my preschool are called because, listen, they're in a good preschool, all right? They're looked after. They're the sort of people who will be making uneducated decisions on the economy in years to come, all right? And we're in. We're the Silver Spoon crew. Big up yourselves. But those kind of people, Tarquins of the world, you know, Tarquins, um, Lancelots, uh What's a posh female's name, do you think? Electra? I don't know. Um, they may all be wealthy. They may all be well off. But ultimately, if they fuck around my daughter, they're going to be dickheads. And that's what she'll call them. So I need to somehow, again, just to turn a phrase, beat that out of her. I need to beat it, beat it out of her from calling kids dickheads. And also sexy young Asian men dickheads, because that could be a problem for me going forward. Hopefully I'll not get called. But, I mean, if I am... I am. It is. It is. Now it's time for the latest segment of the podcast that the people over on Patreon are loving. We're getting a lot of feedback on this. It's time for the slide dig. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, oh my bollocks. We figured out what we're going to do with the slide dig. Now what we're going to do whenever I put out the call for suggestions of what we're going to talk about, I'm going to run it by the snake rat because we have plenty of suggestions this week. I run it by the snake rat. He picks the top two and we talk about it. That sound good to you, Ben? Mm-hmm. That sound good to you? 
let's go this week. The top two, Andy Moore, comes in with an absolute classic. He said, people who cycle to work and try to flex on you with it as though it's some sort of admirable thing. Now, this is some. Already you're off to a bad start because I've said before in the podcast, I'm not a wild fan of cyclists. I don't think bikes should be legal. Now, I know that's probably going to offend a lot of people, especially in the Far East, but, and also Amsterdam. The Far East and Amsterdam are like, you know, Dylan and Schwarzenegger. You son of a bitch. Um, they love cycling. But what I will say is I don't. I'm not a fan of cyclists. I just don't get why people do it. If you want to go slow, walk. If you want to go fast, be in a car. Don't cycle. And and cycling is one of those only things that you come in at a uniform. And anybody that has to wear special... Like, if you can do things just normally, do it. But see the people that wear the full Lycra gear. And if you're cycling to work, you're going to be wearing that. Here's the thing. No one needs to see Alan's cock and balls before 9am. You don't need to be sitting there at your computer ready for a day of hardcore admin in your spreadsheets and then the only thing you need to see spread is Alan's cock and balls all across his legs. You don't need to see that. He's coming into work with a big punch on and being like, hey, I've cycled to work today. It's not practical. We're all about practicality in this podcast. Ben and I are two simple, practical men. And if you're in there for a day of work, what, what goes along with that? You have to come in in all this gear. You have to come in in the Lycra. What all do they wear? They've got like, it's like, I was nearly said it's a wee strap-on. Technically, they have strap-ons. I mean, I don't know if they're wearing a strap-on on the bike. That would maybe make it a little bit more of a, of a conversation starter in the morning. Big Alan, that's pretty sweet um, cycling uniform you have there, but why have you got a 12-inch strap-on? And he's like, hey, listen, player's going to play. Haters going to hate. And then you're like, that makes no sense, Alan. And he's like, listen, it is what it is. And he's got a helmet, got the sunglasses, got the wee, like, leotard thing, and then the wee zip up over it. As well, you've got the bit, you know, like, the the, the arse padding? There's, there's, that's weird. Then you have the special shoes that make you clip-clop like you've got clogs on. So you're, like, walking through the office like this. Oh, no, there's Alan and his ball back <laughs> this morning. But they never, it's always a sort of certain type of person that cycles to work, isn't it? It's never somebody you think to yourself, yeah, I'm glad they're coming for pints with the rest of the office today. It's always, oh no, Alan's coming. Shit. Because people, it's, it's like, see when people do things rather than for the actual enjoyment of it. This is where my problem comes in. This is why I don't like sea swimmers. People need to do things because they want to do things. People need to do things because they enjoy doing things. When people start doing things for other reasons, that's when I start having a problem. So sea swimmers, are they going in just going for a swim, going home? Dead on. But if they're going in to get content for social media, to basically they're like, listen, people can have cellulite. Don't worry about cellulite. Show it off, sister. You do you. And you look at the person and there's not a fucking bit of fat on them. They maybe have one dimple because they're tensing too tight. You know, that's just making other people feel shit. But you do you. If you want to wear a thong, if you want to wear a thong and have your f- your flaps overlapping the thong so children can see your actual minge before 7am, you do it. If you, uh, fuck it, I don't want to wear a bra anymore. People need to see my rock hard nipples at 6 in the morning. No, it's inappropriate. Don't do it. Same with these cycle guys. They're not wearing that just to cycle into work. They're just wearing that so they can come in and be like, yeah, I've, I've been exercising. I'm a healthy person. I'm, I've more get up and go. But yet, here's the thing. Alan's coming into work in a cycling gear, but there's always somebody there first. 
with a cup of tea already started the working day. You can't see me, Alan. You're a piece of shit. Also, there's going to be a shower needed to be there. And if you don't shower, you're going to smell like a weightlifter's glove. Or an old ball bag, which, I mean, you could be an old ball bag. Anyway, like most people are of an age where it's kind of a midlife crisis when they cycle to work. Like that's another thing I hate seeing on the weekends. I love North Down. I'm a proud North Down loyalist. And as in I'm loyal to North Down, I'm not part of UDA or anything. Don't worry about that. But, yet, but um, every Saturday morning there's a group of like the North Down cycling fucking society. They all wear black and pink. They all go out in a convoy and none of them have any explosive strength in their quads. None of them can go faster than six miles an hour. And here's the thing, see when you're out cycling, you're supposed to be exercising. These fuckers only meet up to go and eat fries. So they're all there bulging out of their fucking skin tight outfits and just making me sick and making me slow. And normally on a Saturday morning, it's going somewhere to get rid of my kids for a few hours. So I'm buzzing to fucking get rid of them. So I need the time to fucking get these kids out of my hair. And you, Alan, are fucking me. And you, Andy, has got me really going. And, and, and you know what? It's fair. Fuck, cyclists are in the room 101 with sea swimmers and also pedophiles because they're all three, one, three in the same. He had pedophiles as much as he had sea swimmers and cyclists. So if you're a sea swimming pedophilic cyclist, you're the worst. Now, I feel like I'm up to high dough here after that last question, but Harry's got a good point too, and this is one that may divide the listenership. Harry has said unwarranted and unexpected acoustic guitar players in pubs. You know what? In the olden days, back in the days whenever life used to be fun, I had got a nice black beard and hair on the top of my head. I used to enjoy going out. I used to enjoy having pints. I used to enjoy getting into the spirit of the time. Now that I'm an old, bald, grey-bearded fuck, I like nothing more than silence. If someone said to me, what is an ideal activity for you, Dave, what would you say? I'd say I'd like to just sit. Kind of kind of like <laughs> kind of like a pensioner in palliative care. I just want to sit in a comfortable seat and look out into the garden with nobody near me. That's a good a good time for me. So if I'm going out for a pint, I want silence. I want an old silent pub, pub. I want to sit with a really old man and me and him just having a stare off into an open fire. Thinking if only I was bigger, I could just walk into it and end it all now. But I don't want to be sitting there and then all of a sudden hear some guy singing in a voice that isn't his actual voice. You know, you'd be just sitting there having a pint and then out of nowhere you'd be like... I know, she knows, I'm not fond of asking. Like, what, what, why are you singing like that? Like, why do singers nowadays sing with put-on voices? Why are they always, like, out of breath or about to come whenever they finish a sentence? Like, Ben, you pick pick any song in the world, any song, first song comes to your head. We'll sing it like these these singer-songwriters these days. Um, Wonderwall. Wonderwall. People instead of being like, I said maybe, or like, I said maybe. And if, the, if they're coming, just come. Do you know what I mean? But this fake old voice, you're going to be the one that saves me. People are like putting on these voices. I hate it. Enter Sandman. Enter Sandman. It'd be like, instead of, like, see if you're singing Enter Sandman, you need to like, doom, 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 doom. You need to fucking really like, like, yeah, yeah. I want to hear that. Like, you don't see acoustic guitar players sitting in the fucking crusty goat or whatever. Go see your prayers, little one. Don't forget my son to include every word. Ah, yeah. 
It's always like, say your prayers, little one, don't forget my son, do you include everyone? It's like, open your mouth, phonetically speak, say the words like you mean it. Stop trying to put on accents. You're not American. You're from fucking New Lodge. Sing like it. And then whenever people do sing like where they're from, people take the piss out of them. Like Gary Lightbody, they're like, oh man, he should sing differently. Why? He sings with his, his with his natural North Down voice, and it's glorious. Away from sure, you know that is nice. You know, as if you have a choice, even if you cannot hear my voice. Nice instead of even if you cannot hear my voice. I I hate when people put on singing voices and then speak normally. Those people should kill themselves. And I mean, I know it's sly to say that, but just grab a guitar, put it in your mouth like you're sucking a dick because I'm sure you have experience in it. And just thrust it in the back of your throat. Stop singer, songwriters playing guitars unless they sing really well. Unless they sing with grit in their voice. Unless they're singing like James Hetfield. In fact, every single singer-songwriter should sing like James Hetfield. Pick pick, pick a singer-songwriter that I would know that you can think of. Somebody that would play like sort of nice singer songwriter songs. James Blunt, that's a great shout, Ben. James Blunt. So if he was singing like one of his hip hop happening songs, like Goodbye My Lover, imagine you're sitting having a pint and says, Goodbye My Lover. It would definitely excite you, wouldn't it? It'd make it a different feeling. It'd be great. But otherwise, see if you're not singing with a natural voice with a little bit of husk, don't sing at all. And don't be putting on little accents and to do your natural voice. And you know what? I just want pint in silence. And I think the good thing about COVID has been, you know, the fact that you can just go and sit in your house by yourself in your garden away from anybody in silence. Listen to the moon, listen to the crickets and just think about your own miserable existence, drinking your beers. By the way, unwanted and unexpected acoustic guitar players go, here's another thing. I mean, this is going to split people, but everyone knows I don't care. I don't like band music. It's wick. You know, like people playing the flutes and all. And they're like, oh, that's fucking great. The way they're singing that song about fucking Lorenzo Amaruso or whatever. And that sounds shit. It's wick sound. It doesn't sound nice. like a fucking recorder at the side. You know, it's like somebody with Bell's palsy playing a recorder. You don't need that. You know, same way trap music doesn't sound good. The Wolf Tone songs aren't good. They just don't sound good. You know, like, that's why you never see the Wolf Tones top of the charts. Because their songs, hey, they may mean something and they may be like, oh, I'm a rep. They don't sound good. And whenever people put things out there being like, oh, I'm at the Wolf Tones free in Ireland. Are you? Or are you just in a park full of people off their face on ease listening to pensioners who can't sing anymore? I don't know. But anyway, that was a fun episode of the Slide Dig. People need to keep getting suggestions next week. Want to get out? It's been. It's taken me a long time today, but I'm blood red angry. Somebody actually wrote on one of the uh, on one of the comments in last week's podcast, "The angriest man in the internet." And guess what? Calls me a spade. I'm not the angriest. I'm the slyest, and I'm all about that. I'm all about it. What else? I'm all about is tickets to my Ulster Hall show. They're again selling well. I want you to get them. I've heard word from the venue that it's going to happen. A lot of people are a bit like. Oh, I don't know. The shows might be... I mean, I don't know why I speak, I guess. I don't know. Maybe because they're singer-songwriters. I don't know. The shows might be cancelled. The shows might be... They're not. It's December. It's happened. 17th of December. Tickets are available on all my social media, other places too. You know what? The worst thing is when people are like, oh, where do you find it? What's my name? Dave Elliott. Where am I playing? Ulster Hall. Type in those four words. 
and you find links to my show. Come, it'll be a lot of fun, and I'm very excited about it. And also, I'm one review away from sucking my own dick on the podcast. So if the 200th review comes in next week, Ben, bring a raincoat because there'll be jizz in this studio. Um, the podcast is brought to you in association, as always, with Modest Beer. Modest are an independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers. Brewed and canned in Hollywood County Down, Modest are on a journey with one clear goal in mind. to just bring exceptional brews to the local craft beer market. We're going to be doing a little fun collab with Modest at some stage, so keep a way out for that over on the Patreon as well. But if you want to find out more about Modest in the meantime, go to their Instagram, Facebook or Twitter at Modest Beer or visit them at www.modestbeer.co.uk to find the nearest stockist. And also, once again, big shout-out to Shitfaced Art for um, doing this nice painting picture. What a, Do you say a painting or is it a drawing, Ben? What do you say it is? Is it a drawing? It's nice. It's a collab of with me and Modest Beer. Just, it's me with a tin of Modest Beer chatting to, to the, the, the artist known as Shitfaced Art. So it's beautiful. And there you have it on, on, the, on the screen, Ben. You've got it up for people to see. That's what, that's what we need to do. Enjoy. Listeners' questions, and then we're going to bounce. We're going to have to do a wee bit early here because Ben has what a, a swinging party, is it? He's got a swinging party. Swinging party at the Glory Hole, which, by the way, sounds like probably a band that would have featured a Tenants Vital at some point. Um, swinger party at the Glory Hole. And they sound like they'd open for Fallout Boy as well, to be fair. Um, but listen, we'll get into it anyway. The original TP, which stands for... I don't know, what, what do you reckon TP stands for, Ben? I'd say tickled penis, and I mean, I don't think you'll beat that, so we'll just stick with it. Do you support Bangor Football Club? They beat Port Stewart on Saturday 1-0 in the Seaside Derby. I mean, for a start, I should be at the Seaside Derby because I'm an Iron Islander, and I love Bangor, but I don't support Bangor FC, I support Crusaders because I had friends that paid for Crusaders. But, um, you know, maybe one of my friends who played for Crusaders may have just moved to Cliftonville, but I like that and respect that from him. So, yeah, Crusaders fan. But I can also support Bangor FC. You know, like I'm going to start supporting them. Um, maybe I should go down to the games and start watching. Um, maybe that would be a nice activity. For, maybe that's something we could do on the Patreon, Ben. Go to Bangor FC for the day. Meet the people, interview them, and then just see what the see what the, the heat is in the Port Stewart Seaside Derby. I love that. Claire has said, I'm chilling in Tenerife at the minute. Oh, you bitch. Um, I, I actually read this as, so I'm delicious, but it's actually so I'm cured. Yeah, I'm chilling on the beach right now, so I'm delicious. Um... I know you little snack, but no, she actually says, so I'm curious as to what my perfect holiday looks like. Ooh. You know what? See, now I'm at the age that I'm at. Now I'm 35. Now I'm an old bastard. For me, an ideal holiday would be... Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Do you ever have horrible thoughts in your head, Ben, and you nearly say them on a podcast? Yeah. I was going to say an ideal holiday for me. Oh, no, I can't say this. My wife will listen and be so cross. Oh, but I'll do it anyway. I need a holiday for me. It'd be to go to Portugal, you know, all inclusive hotel. Me and my wife maybe go for dinner with some friends in the hotel and leave the kids in the room. Next thing you know, oh, they're gone. So slight. I mean that. That was a joke. But no, an ideal holiday for me would be, you know, probably. I mean, as a parent, Ben, let me put this to you. Would an ideal holiday to you matter on the location or matter more on the behavior of your children? yeah I agree like I could go like I could just be off work for a week and if my kids were good 
I consider that more a holiday than if I was away in like Spain or or Portugal or America or somewhere like that and the kids were being arseholes. Like if I was in Disneyland and my kids were fucking wankers, I, I would be like, you know what, it's fucked. It's fucked Walt Disney. I know your body's frozen somewhere in the middle of the Magic Kingdom ready to make a fantastical return whenever the science is up to it. Stay dead, mate. It's fucking... <laughs> Because your kids have fucked it. My kids have ruined Disneyland. My kids have fucked this holiday. It's cost me thousands of pounds for these two wankers to kick off. And because they're both girls, I can't even beat them. If they're two little boys, and not like fucking bang their heads together. Like, wouldn't that be great? You have two sons, bam, heads together. You two need to fucking wise up. Because they're two little girls, I like, can't even do anything to them. It's bullshit. Just to shout at them and be like, do you know how much you've upset me? And they're like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I said to my three-year-old this week, she pushed over the baby knocked her over and the baby was crying I said Holly why'd you do that and she was like I felt like it and I was like well you can't she was like well it did and I was like are you sorry and she went to be honest nah and I was like well I mean th- in some ways you got to respect me as a parent because I've told her be honest be truthful and if you're not sorry you're not sorry like that's one thing that I'm strongly uh, in support of that if you're you are sorry for something you will apologize but if you're not you won't, and I mean, I'm very stubborn in that regard, that I'm, if I'm not sorry about something, I won't apologise, and she's got that from me, albeit she shouldn't be pushing her little baby sister over and hurting her, because then that triggers her to cry, and then when she cries, I cry, the day's wrecked, oh, I hate my life, but, big respect to her, so yeah, for me, an ideal holiday just looks like somewhere where the kids can behave, or somewhere there was like, where there's like an all-day kids scheme, that you can just leave them in, and you can go lie on the beach for the day, That'd be ideal, really, for me. So, yeah. But in an ideal world, somewhere with sun, somewhere that I can go and lie on the beach in peace and tranquility and just drink and look at the sea, that's a good holiday for me. Um, Naomi said, pretty sure that's the name of a porno. And see if see if you sent me a fucking Pornhub link on my nice clean computer, Naomi. I swear to God. Um, oh, Forrest Gimp in black latex spotted staring at traffic and then running through the woods. I mean... Life was like a box of chocolates, and they're all dark chocolate, if you know what I mean. Shock Motors' Craig Upton called the police about the bizarre sight that means travelling to work. Police are now hunting the masked man after sighting a wo- out of woodlands. Police are hunting the masked man following... You know what? It's a guy in a gimp suit. Like, what's he doing wrong? So, well, maybe that's just how he dresses. Um... He said he was stood at five bar gate at a lay-by, naked with a latex black mask on. So he was naked, that's okay, he was just wearing a gimp mask. The photo that I've seen here, he's got a full gimp suit on, but apparently he was naked at this stage, which, you know, probably is slightly offensive. Um, The police in Hampshire have said, We received a report from a member of the public regarding a sighting of a suspicious man exposing himself to traffic at around 7am. I mean, that's a... Fair play, the big man's woke up with the morning glory and he's gone and done something about it. Did you see what happened? Were you in the area at the time? Perhaps you have dash cam footage that may assist the investigation. On another occasion, a black-clad gimp was seen walking the aisles of Tesco in Colchester in 2020. And the mirror reported how a pervert wearing a gimp suit was still in the loose elsewhere. Here's the thing. Do you have to be a pervert to wear a gimp suit? Or could you just like the feel of it? I don't know. A man has been terrorising villagers in Claverham, Somerset, for over a year, jumping from dark spots while making sexual gestures and grunting, according to residents. <laughs> Love that. Um, 
On almost every occasion, he has escaped before anyone could ask him why he's terrorising the village. What I like about that, on almost every occasion, he has escaped before anyone could stop and ask him why he's terrorising the village. But on one occasion, some old man's gone with a fucking thornbury stick, has gone, why are you terrorising this village? And he'll just turn around probably and just pull his foreskin back and go, ha ha ha. Either way, it's an entertaining sight. Terrified villagers still say they can't get the sinister figure out of their heads. A 20-year-old victim told the BBC how she feared she was going to be attacked. Oh, my goodness. Oh, always the 20-year-old women are going to be attacked. It's just a guy running about in a gimp suit, living his best life. Lay off. You know, he's not even, he's just jumping out of people. He's, if anything, being a classic prankster. Oh, you know, he's not actually touching anybody. And from all accounts, he's flaccid, which... You know, it's fair. She had said he kept coming towards me and he was touching his groin, grunting and breathing heavily. Maybe he's just a heavy set guy and he's no cardio. As I tried to take a step back, he's right in front of my face and he put his leg forward, just trying to assess the situation in my head quickly. Everything's running through my head. I'm going to get attacked. But then he just ran away into the bushes. I mean, if anything, decent banter from him. Decent banter from the forest gimp. Um, the black forest gimp which is a great name, sounds like, like something, like a black, black Forest Gatto, or as the Germans would say, Schwarzwaldenkirchtorte, which is equally impressive and delicious, but yeah, I mean, Forest Gimp does sound like a porno, and if anyone wants to go on the Pornhub and type in man in gimp suit in forest, I'm sure there will be some, Ben, would you want to check that out for me, just right now on Pornhub, to see if there's a, a thing, man in gimp suit in forest, see if there's something for me. Um, Sharon has said, what's an everyday task that your wife does that drives you nuts, e.g. toothpaste on a mirror? Sharon, I think that's very specific. So I think you have clearly got a wee bit of an irk about your boyfriend, maybe, that he puts his toothpaste on the mirror. And hopefully it is toothpaste, because that could be quite awkward if it wasn't. Um, But, there, I mean, listen, how long do you have? I could sit here and rant about my wife from now until midnight. But I love her, I'm not going to. So what I would say is a habit she has that is annoying is she will put empty boxes back into the cupboard or empty, you know. So like, for example, you look into the cupboard and think to yourself, this is Saturday. I'm going to have a cheeky bowl of Cocoa Pops to make me feel good. You lift them out, it's empty. Then you have a wee mini breakdown. You're like, oh my fucking days. And you ever get so angry, you shake. Do you ever do that? And you just go, fuck fuck's sake and then you're like out of it again you're like oh I need to calm down I'm going to give myself a fucking aneurysm here that's how I am on a daily basis things just like that will happen to me and it'll just piss me off another thing she went through for a long time but I've since asked her not to do it anymore is she puts knives and forks into the dishwasher facing up why do that it just prongs me and cuts me every time you pop them in that's why there's the little grates in the thing so it can wash through it Drop them in. Don't cut yourself. I nearly got my leg. I nearly cut my femoral artery on a steak knife one day. Now was I doing very weird lunges over the? Yes, but that's not the point. Ben, have you got porn up there for me? No, but I giggled that. Teenage OnlyFans thing. Nice. And what's it, Ben? Snake rat. OnlyFans gimpsuit snake rat. Nice. If anybody wants to subscribe, Ben, what is what is your handle on OnlyFans? People want to subscribe on there instead of Patreon. 
the the Gimp Boy OnlyFans.com forward slash the Gimp Boy to support Ben. Um, just stick that up there, Ben. If you want to put your OnlyFans up on the screen somewhere, by all means pr- promote that. The Gimp Boy, I like that. I like that. What age are you, Ben? Thirty now, but in his own wee world, he's just still a boy. Maybe you are still a boy in the world of gimps. How long have you been gimping about for? Too long. Too long, not long enough. Once you become gimp man, that's. I mean, what? There's a Marvel Marvel superhero, gimp man, Iron Man, Captain America, Batman, Spider Man, gimp man. Like, what would gimp man's superpower be? And also, how did gimp man become gimp man? Everyone has a story. Like you know, Spider Man was bitten by a radioactive spider. Gimp man. I'll let you figure out what happened to him. I'm going to say bumped by a strap on. Pegged by another gimp. <laughs> Pegged by a gimp. Sounds like um, the follow-up to Seal's hit song, Kissed by a Rose. I've been pegged by a gimp in a sauna. <laughs> pegged by a gimp. I mean, I hope somebody can make that song for me. Please, please do it. Um, and the last question, speaking of gimps, is from... <laughs> John Joe Flood has said, you're a sly guy. That's true, but are you going to be a sly dad guy to the girl's future boyfriends? That's if they have boyfriends, first of all. You know, if they don't, I'm open to anything. If they want to go out with the girl, that's very sweet. If they want to go out with, like, someone that doesn't have an agenda, that's, you know, their own choice. But if they've got a boyfriend, that, like... This is how things have changed for me. I have gone from having, like, fantasies of, like, Jet and Lightning from the gladiators like their leotards just falling off when while they're doing like you know the hoops together and then they just happen to fall into just just a vat of oil jet and lightning can't get out so the only way for them to like survive is to like rub each other's nude bodies in the oil to like stay warm and then oh my god they realize that the only way to survive is for them to just do cunnilingus on each other and i'm just watching this on Saturday evening, eating. That's what my old fantasies used to be. Now, as I'm an older guy, my fantasies are no longer sexual. They're just for, like, you know, peace and quiet and also just to get my daughter's boyfriends. Like, I now, they have pictured the scene already. Like, I can just see my oldest just bringing a boy home for the first time. And, you know, you have the old the old traditional saying, you're like, oh, are your intentional, are your intentions honourable? You know that old question, which, by the way, if any kid, boy ever goes to dad, nah, player, respect. But, you know, I just feel like nowadays what I want to do is just, I'll just know that the boyfriend's coming. You know, I'll be waiting for him in just a pair of sweats. No shirt, just sweats. I'll be standing, again, with some of that oil that Jet and Lightning would have been using. I'm glad here, just on my body, I'd be glistening. I'll be standing by the fridge with the fridge door open, drinking milk. Blue milk, full pint of the stuff, waiting for the boy to come in. He'll come in, he'll look at me. By this stage, he'll be like, that's a very, you know, he- again, by the way, a very heavy set, muscular man with a lot of power. Like somebody said it to me over the weekend, that's what it was. We were doing dog training, and the, the trainer said to my wife, she was like, I wouldn't have the dog on a harness anymore, just put him in the lead on his collar because you'll, if he wants to go, you'll be pulled over because you're not strong enough. But she, he said, like, but if it's your husband with his heavy, set, athletic, muscular frame and dense muscle volume, he would be able to handle it. Look at those forearms bulging. You can see the veins just popping in his forearms. The right arm definitely more noticeably than the left, but that's just coincidence. 
And he's like, he can manage. He can manage anything. I think there's nothing your husband can't do in terms of physical strength. I think potentially he may be one of the top 10 strongest guys. Definitely in Bangor, if not the country. Maybe maybe I, maybe top 10% of strong people in the world. Probably top 5% of strong people in the whole world. Your husband, I can't get over how thick his back, his back muscles are. They're imp- they are impressive. They, they're, they're like stone in... A satchel. Your your husband's back muscles. He looks like the thing from the Fantastic Four with flesh instead of bone. He is the most powerful man I've ever seen. Genuinely, why are his pecs moving like that? I don't know. I mean, why is he not got a top on? Who knows? I'm digressing a bit here. But anyway, I'm standing by the fridge. Got my pint of blue milk in my hand. She brings in the boyfriend. I stare him down like something from a western. He looks away to me because obviously he's intimidated because, hey, there's only one alpha in this room. Yeah, he's got a semi, but don't worry about that. This is my fantasy. I say to my daughter, I say, leave. I want to chat to this boyfriend of yours. I say to my wife, go with her. I say to my other daughter, you can stay here because it's going to be good banter. Out they go. I'm there with the boyfriend looking at him. He's, who, by this stage, who knows what the fuck hairstyle they'll have. Probably something to annoy me anyway. Like, see the hair now? It's all shaved around the back and sides and just over their eyes. And they're all fucking, they can't. This is how you knock out kids. These days, they're all too busy fixing their hair. Eat some of that. And then the mullets, they just look fucking stupid. See, if you have a mullet, you're, you you should you should potentially just, you know, go and shower in gasoline. That's what I think you should do. But this guy's going to be there with an annoying haircut. I'll be by the... By the fridge, he'll be looking at me. I'll say to him, listen, my friend, there's only one man who fucks in this house. And that's me. He doesn't actually have to know that that's false because I am married and since you get married, you don't fuck anymore. But that doesn't matter. He, I'm just going to say, listen, there's only one man who fucks in this house. So if you're coming to this house and think there's going to be some fucking going on, bring Vaseline. And I didn't realise that could me be potentially threatening to sexually assault him or just, you know, put him off my daughter slightly. Hopefully the latter. But that's how I fantasise. Then what I'll do is once I've said that, I'll just kick my head back and just down a full pint of blue milk. Now, inevitably, before he comes there, I'll be psyching myself up and I'll drink several pints of blue milk. So probably that last pint of blue milk will make me just book everywhere. But I tell you what, it'll be an intimidating scene. A man probably by this stage, what is my... Four in December, so boo, boo, boo. probably another 14 years. That'd be shit coming 50. 50 year old man just fucking bugging on himself, threatening to bugger you. I mean, that'll put you off dating his daughter, won't it? There you go. So that's my, my how I'll be sliding my, um, to my daughter's boyfriends. Feeling that, I just hope there's sound guys that I can hang out with and watch football with because, you know, I'm just surrounded by women and estrogen and hormones and stressful for me and I do feel that I'm becoming more effeminate and potentially I could go the route of old CJ, Caitlyn Jenner which I mean if I did I hope all the listeners would support me in my decision and I hope you also support me in my decision to end the podcast now Ben how long have you been talking for? There you go that's enough this is why I'm a professional podcaster Ben said he needs to get home to his family and I said no you're staying until at least 45 minutes because that's the minimum length we like this podcast to be. It's been full of BS, but we've done it, guys. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review it so I can suck my own dick next week and share the podcast. Let's have a good time. Take care. Bye. I'm the slack guy.